Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. We'll bring Brian Lawton in momentarily. Just a quick couple texts on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Cowtown Bob has texted the show to say, Bob, I'm about 10 years older than you, and fighting was very common among boys and some girls in Edmonton in the 1960s. It was the way we were taught how to conform. Today, that's done through software. Uh, you know what? It just sort of happened. You had to kind of stand up for yourself, especially if you moved around a bit. And I, I say that as a guy who lost at least as much as he won. So I'm, I'm just being completely brutally honest with you. And I'm not proud of it. I'm just saying it was, it's a different generation today. There's no question. And, and we got into this conversation because we talked about a piece that appeared in The Athletic written by Mike. Russo about Mark Parrish's uh, challenges dealing with alcoholism and this is something even 30 40 years ago where there wasn't a lot of help for and today there is and today people care about each other and one of the guys that's a big part of the Mark Parrish story is our next guest as uh, we go off to the River Creek Resort Casino hotline for our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety stay uh, safe on the job while saving time and money with an all-new blended learning courses from Touchback Safety. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We welcome back to the show, Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How are you? Brian, you there? Oh, this will be an interesting one, Bob. I'm just looking at the radio board, and there's no way to get the phone on air right now, so I'm going to call an engineer. Okay, well, uh, we will, uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, given that we have three guests booked for the show here, I guess I could bang off some more texts. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. And Recito has texted us out of Nelson, B.C., saying, Bob, coming from a B.C. boy, northern B.C. kids were a different breed than the southern B.C. kids playing junior lacrosse in the Okanagan. We had play against Prince George. They picked a part us uh, uh, Okanagan pretty boys it was a bit amongst boys so we were having that conversation with Brendan because Brendan's uh, from up near Kamloops there's a community called Ashcroft and there were some hard-nosed kids uh, from there back in the day as well again you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 Greb Texas show to say Bob I'm with you I once got in a fight arguing about tetherball uh, rules when I was in grade five 
that one comes to us from Graham. I'm like, that wasn't me, was it? I was <laughs> I got in a fight once over tetherball too. Again, you can text us at uh, 780-496-0063. Uh, YG Rick says, hey, Bob, I'm with you. I grew up in Leduc back in the day, and fighting was an evening entertainment at the bars every weekend. The toughest guys in town were usually the girls. The city boys would show up and test the waters and learn the hard way that suede cowboy boots are not so good on the ice. Now, I was talking more as a kid. Not Once you get to being an adult, you, you want to stay away from those sort of situations, but it is—it's a different time, and that's that's the point that uh, that, that we're kind of making here. So, hopefully, uh, Brendan is able to negotiate contact because this was a serious topic that we were going to get into it with uh, Brian Lawton on today's edition of Oilers Now. And again, we've got minor technical difficulties with our board at the six thirty Jed Studios. So, uh, hey, these sort of things happen. Uh, Again, not, we'll have, uh, David Staples coming up from the Cult of Hockey today at 105 at 135. It'll be our NHL insider, John Shannon. Uh, a lot of players making their way from Europe back into, uh, uh, Canadian and American NHL cities. Uh, we're likely headed to you know, almost certainly going to have a Canadian division. Will it be for the full 48 or 56 games? Can we get the season started January 13th? I don't have that answer for you right now. I do know that the common enemy, enemy in this is it's not the NHL and it's not the NHLPA, just like uh, provincially. It's not the NDP, nor is it the uh, UCP, the enemy is the virus and that's the thing that everybody's trying to uh, challenge and overcome right now and this is uh uh you know this is a scenario that is just ravished uh the world and really picked up here throughout the course of what's known as the second wave uh which is currently taking place right now hmm okay well keep texting us at 7804960063 and we will uh Again, David Staples at, uh, has just uh, put an interesting uh, tweet out. Maybe we'll have to get to that a bit. Um, regarding uh, the Oilers squandering of assets. All right. I th- now, do you have Brian now? Or are we good to go to Brian? I, I think we've got him now, yeah. All right. Here we go. Brian, do we have you? you Hello, Brian. Me. All right. There we go. Can you hear Oh, now we have you. My apologies. All right, let's get right to it. We've already had Brendan tweet out a link to the piece from uh, Mike Russo. Uh, you went out and helped the former client, uh, Mark Parrish. Tell us, tell us the story about what happened here. Well, you can read all about it, as you said, on Mike Russo's piece in The Athletic. But essentially, you know, it's not a... It's not a, an unknown story to many, many people out there. had a friend that's been struggling... Uh, Mark Parrish was someone that I represented from when he was 17 years old, recruited him at that time, uh, drafted by the Colorado Avalanche, eventually played for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Mark, at some point, developed some issues during his playing career, got hooked on opioids. It's not that uncommon a story, unfortunately, for many athletes. And uh, since he's retired, has struggled a bit with addictions, alcohol being one of them. And last year, right before COVID happened, him and I happened to be working together at NHL Network, and there was an issue that came up where Mark was intoxicated. Um, I stepped in 
just sent him home. We're friends, so that you can imagine the amount of anxiety, and many people can relate to this that are listening now, but made a decision that uh, I wasn't going to let a friend go on TV and potentially embarrass themselves. Uh, met up with him the next morning. Situation had not improved at all. Uh, Mark asked me for help, and uh, having been an agent in my prior life, I'm reasonably well-versed on the NHL, NHLPA substance abuse program, was able to very quickly hook Mark up with Dan Cronin and Brian Shaw, who both work on that program, get him into a rehab facility, basically got him moving that next day on a plane from New York to rehab out west, um, where he spent uh, the next 45 days getting things uh, back on track. That's really the, you know, the beginning of the story. There's a whole bunch more. I don't want to recount it for all your listeners out there, Bob, but it's a very, very powerful and moving story. Uh, powerful and moving enough where many friends have reached out of Mark's mind, Ben Clymer, incredibly instrumental in this story, Brett Hedekin as well, but also players that I don't even uh, – a guy like Logan Couture read the story in San Jose and immediately phoned up Mike Russo and uh, wanted to communicate with Mark Parrish, but also say thank you for telling this story. It's going to help uh, potentially some players that are in the National Hockey League right now know they're not alone, know they can conquer this thing. And uh, it's, it's a feel-good story. Uh, I feel very fortunate that I could help. But I didn't do anything that I'm proud to say most of uh, my friends, if not all of them, have already done or would have done. And I know you can relate to this, Bob. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting because when Mark originally went to the rehab center, he didn't realize he was going for 45 days, did he? No, he did not. It was one of the things that I felt terrible about. Um you know, the next morning when I, I met with him in his hotel and it had been a very rough night for him, you know, I, I'd, I'd had this with him before where I tried to get him to go to rehab. Again, a familiar story, couldn't get him to do it, always would pull the train back on the tracks. This time I just said, you know, Mark, you need to tell me if you need help or not. Do you need help? He said, I need help. I said, that's it. Um, we're going to, we're going to get you going right away. And that's kind of how things, uh, began. Yeah. It's, uh, I know that there's a reference, you know, you talked about, uh, the fact that he got, uh, hooked to, to painkillers and there's a reference in the story to Derek Bugard's passing as well. And, uh, I know Joffrey Lupul played with Derek in junior hockey and there were a lot of guys that were really taken aback and it, that's one that, I, I got to be honest with you. I can't really relate. I, I I don't think the average fan understands the amount of pain players go through, and there are certain ways to deal with it. And and maybe people can that are listening to the show right now. But it, I always get concerned, uh, Brian, when there's a combination of challenges. You know what I mean? Uh, booze and drugs. And uh, but but it, uh, would you agree or disagree with this? 
Is there far is the league at a far better place right now in terms of recognizing this than maybe when you played going back thirty years ago? Uh, was this sort of thing? That I, I, and I and I don't know about the the drug use, but my general perception is I think people drank more. Maybe I'm naive, but I think people drank more thirty years ago, and maybe it's, you know now in Canada pots uh, you know it's legalized. Um, but am I on to something there? Were, were there these sort of programs even in place when you were playing? The programs were in place. You're not naive at all. There was much more drinking when I played in the 80s and 90s than there was drug abuse, that's for sure. My suspicion is that that has definitely changed a bit as society has changed. But when it comes to sports, you're hearing more and more about opioids. And I know you mentioned marijuana yeah. Um, was something that obviously wasn't legal, but the difference between marijuana and opioids is addiction. Yeah. You never hear of anybody going to rehab for addiction to marijuana, not the way you do opioids. So it's a different world. Uh, I think that it is much more equipped because of what you have said to me before in the past. And I think in the opening here, it was just, it's a little bit kinder world now. It really, truly is. There's ability to get help. There's ability to get forgiveness. Um, you know, Mark Parrish is finding that out firsthand. He wanted to tell his story, and it, and I think he's a lot smarter than me because I wanted him to wait. You know, this happened right before the pandemic. You know, this is going to be a lifelong battle now, so I feel like we're in the first inning, and because of that, I said, I'd love to read about this story. Let's do it next year. And he had some very specific reasons about dealing with friends and family that didn't know and it was bothering him and it dovetails with what you said. There's always a couple of things that are wrong. Even if you just have an addiction to alcohol, you usually have an addiction to lying. But I know the way you meant it, Bob, was that, you know, sometimes it's alcohol and drugs, sometimes yep. it's sex. Uh, yep. Believe me, there's a lot of things that people are addicted to. This, I hope, is going to be a really great story for Mark. But as I said, it's still, you know, he's in the first, second inning on a very long battle. Yeah, I, I know that. And look, this is mostly a hockey show now, but, uh, you know, I'm a huge football fan and, I, I know that there's players that swear that recreational use of marijuana allows their bodies to recover given the physicality of that sport, and I'm not about to second-guess them on that. I mean, they get the limit snot beat out of each other on a game-by-game -game basis in football, so I, I, I kind of fundamentally get that, you know, when it comes to football, and it's it's an interesting debate. I know uh, Brian Lott joining us, uh, Gino Parrish credits you with basically helping save uh, Mark, so congratulations for that. It's a great story by uh, Mike Russo, and, and great point by you, Brian, that it is in the first or second inning here, and he's going to have some more hurdles to uh, uh, clear uh, down the road. Uh, again, we've tweeted the piece out written by Mike uh, Russo. It is a pay site, The Athletic, a very good site that's got some terrific uh, writers. I want to switch focus. Uh, part of the reason why we have you on, you're as plugged in as anybody when it comes to the NHL. Uh, very quiet right now. Is that a good thing? I think it's a good thing. I think they're grinding out, you know, some of the mundane issues that you and I have talked about off uh, listeners purview a number of times. And, you know, there's a lot of logistics to work out 
the goalposts are constantly moving, as we've talked about in the past. Uh, but I know that both sides are really making a concerted effort to get it going here, particularly as we see the NBA, their exhibition games are going on the regular season. It's going to start on the 22nd. I just think that adds a little bit more pressure to the NHL. The NBA, of course, does not have to deal with the number of teams that we do cross-border. Raptors, as all Canadians pretty much know by now, have moved down south for the year to kind of alleviate some of that pressure. The NHL uh, doesn't have that option, and uh, I think people feel a lot more strongly in Canada about never wanting that to happen anyhow. Uh, as, you, as your listeners know, they're proud of their Canadian teams, and uh, although there may be some years in some provinces when they're not so happy and they wish they'd move south, that's not really the case in general. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm going to get you to put your GM's hat on. If you, what size of uh, training camp? If we can get this scene up and going, and I, I think the hope here is to have training camp Brian Lawton on January the third and drop the puck January thirteenth. What size of training camp makes sense? Well, from a coach's and general manager standpoint, you're always going to want to have more guys than you're going to keep. Uh, for a variety of reasons, GMs want to develop all their players. They want to get more touches with them. I, I constantly hear that when I'm talking to guys. They're worried to death about the younger players that they know need development and to go through a process, and they're missing that. And that is really driving a lot of general managers crazy. Uh, coaches, on the other hand, are all about competition. And, you know, in a perfect world and talking to coaches, they'd like to see not that they love cutting players. It's incredibly difficult, but they love the aspect of added pressure on players to see how they'll perform even before they get to the regular season. So a lot to unpack with that. Uh, personally, I think in the end, the NHL doesn't care about that. And you're probably going to get a lesser number than what GMs want, definitely than what coaches want. And they're going to do that because time is of the essence uh training camps originally after you know the end of last year's stanley cup we were talking about maybe 23 days now we're talking about as short as 10 to 14 days so that's going to be really difficult to deal with all right that's does 35 make sense I think 35 is what coaches and GMs would want. I think that you're going to see a lesser number than that wow. to get to it quicker. Okay. Uh, Brian Lott joining us from the NHL Network. Brian, uh, the Canadian teams are in a situation where three of the Canadian teams, and this is going to sound like a little bit of an Edmonton-centric question, but the Oilers Farm teams in Bakersfield, Calgary's is in Stockton, Vancouver's in Utica. Uh, we have a border issue right now. Uh, does the NHL need to look at, say, a five-man taxi, uh, especially given the fact that the American Hockey League doesn't look like it's going to start until maybe the, the first week of February? Does a five-man taxi squad make sense, and how hard would the NHLPA fight that if the under the provision that the players in the taxi squad would be paid their American Hockey League dollars, not the NHL dollars, but still receive NHL per diem? What would you think of that? Um, I think it's what will happen, and we have precedence with that, obviously. You know, playoffs are always treated differently than the regular season, but ultimately, you know, there was a taxi squad for all the teams that were in the playoffs, and I think you're going to see something similar. It's going to, it's always a negotiation to work out what guys get paid, but ultimately, I believe that those players are going to get their. 
salary, and if they're activated, they're going to get paid their NHL salary. I don't see we, it. I, I don't see that one as challenging as as you might think. Okay. Would you be concerned uh, if Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen weren't back in Edmonton yet? The Oilers uh, netminders. Because uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse, those guys are basically the, you know, three of the leaders for the team. They're already on the ice over at Rogers Place right now. Would you be concerned at all that your top two goaltenders weren't there yet? I'd be concerned if I didn't have any communication with them as the GM and I didn't know when they were coming in and I didn't know what they're okay. doing and where they're at. You can rest assured that Ken Holland has all of those answers and has a comfort level where I really, truly believe uh, it, it would certainly be bothering him. He doesn't have any power to make those guys come to Edmonton. But I, Ken is very communicative with his players. Uh, it shocked me if he wasn't on top of that. Totally hear you. Brian, great stuff. Real interesting story. Uh, good to have that conversation with you earlier today. Thank you, Mark. All right, there you go. That is Brian Lawton, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. And, uh, yeah, again, the story. Of- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mark Parrish, written by Mike Russo. We're going to take a quick time out. It's 12.52 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.53 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Um... J-Mac in Calgary has texted the show to say that the orders need to come out flying. The sooner they start, the better. I understand Christmas is a priority for some, but for a winning team, they need to get together as soon as possible. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you, as we do every day. Monday through Friday at uh, 1255, uh, we get to the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. I know I hit on that a little bit earlier in today's show. Brendan's going to add some uh, more perspective as well. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, three guys who are currently playing in North America. Carter Savoy with an assist in Denver's 3-2 win over Western Michigan yesterday. So give him six goals, three helpers for nine points in his first seven NCAA games. 2016 third rounder Matt Cairns has three assists in seven games for Minnesota Duluth. Should blow past his uh, previous career high of four points with Cornwall that he set two years ago. James Hamblin, we haven't talked at all about him, but he signed with the Bakersfield Condors after a 
a pretty successful WHL career with Medicine Hat. He's been tearing up what I believe is the third Swedish league. And Bob, if you know, you can correct me on that one. But 23 points in 19 games there. And uh, 2017 sixth rounder Skylar Brindamore has started play with uh, Quinnipiac in his sophomore season. He's got an assist in his first two games so far. Yeah, interesting with Karens as he left uh, Cornell and ended up, did he end up in Minnesota Duluth? Is that where he's playing right now? Brandon? Yeah, you betcha. I mean, Minnesota Duluth's been a powerhouse team. They won a couple, if if I'm not mistaken, have they not won two of the last four NCAA? We didn't have a national championship last year, obviously, because of the virus. Uh I'm pretty sure they won the year, but they might have won two of the previous three. So that's a that's a good program and a uh, good uh, team uh, that they're going to. Uh, Randy has texted the show to say, Bob, is Chiseler a sponsor? Because there is nothing educational or informative about any of his texts, yet they get read daily from Randy. Well, that's, that's, that's a bit harsh. Uh, the Chiseler has texted the show to say, as the president of your fan club, Bob, I'm, if I'm a betting man, and I am, says the Chiseler, well, he lives in Vegas, so that would make sense. I'll take the, uh, over 30 on you, uh, checking bombs back in the day. Any truth? Heard you were the grade six, uh, Southside recess after school champion circa 77 to 79. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, no, no, that would not be true, uh, cause I was out in full mail at that point. Uh, losing more than I was tying. That I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just a different time. <laughs> Who said the tweet and say that they, they don't settle it? You know, if you have a problem, you just settle it. You stand up for yourself at school. They don't do it that way anymore. Now it's done online. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Uh, Oilers GM has taken issue with me. Bob, uh, please stop with the narrative that the Chicago series wasn't physical. The Drake and Kajula hits on Ennis should have been enough motivation. Last uh, preseason, Cassian said nobody should act like their you-know-what doesn't stink. Well, Bob, come pl- uh, playoffs, Cassian, you-know-what stunk the most from Oilers GM. Uh, well, Drake Kajula, you know, I always liked Drake Kajula. He's a competitive, he's still a free agent. He doesn't even have a team to go play for. Uh, he was competitive. Kirby Doc, not a surprise. There is a guy in Edmonton that's of the belief that Kirby Doc will be a better long-term player than Jack Hughes. If Kirby Doc had played for the U.S. National Development Program and Jack Hughes had played for the Saskatoon Blades, Kirby Doc would have been going number one in the draft, not Jack Hughes. Doc played great and Doc was physical and Doc when it, that was the surprise, I think, for a lot of people is, is how well Doc played. Of course, he's going to play for Canada at the upcoming World Junior. As for Zach Cassian, tremendous impact in the San Jose series back in 2016-17 as a bit of a surprise. Um uh, and not impactful against Chicago. He'd be the first guy to tell you that. And unfortunately, that's been part of the modus operandi for Zach Cassian. He's consistently inconsistent. You don't know, which frankly makes him an intimidating player at times because you're not sure what he's always going to do. He needs to be way better and way more impactful carrying forward. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. David Stables, call to hockey when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.